2: Another thing, bro, listen, don't be friendly when you see me because <laughs> you be so flashy. You better hope, bro, you better hope all that talking you be doing when we see y'all, what, whatever right round it may be because I can't guard you. You can't run routes. You're a running back. You're a running back. You know, I ain't going to sit here and play with you, little boy, because you got a little bag. People gave you a little clout. Man, you ain't nothing, bro. Stop playing. I love that.
3: The voice of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. By the way, he did that in week six. He kind of called his shot. He said, whatever round we see you. Well, he's going to see him on Sunday. I hope Debo plays in this title
2: game just for those two. God, all the, he ain't playing. man. He's going to try to play. I, I'm, I'm not saying Debo's soft, but he's going to try to play. But he probably won't be able to go. Just say it. He's ducking C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Feels no, like but it. but you, C.J.'s going to say it. Because I can just see him on the sideline. He's solid from Florida. They're they they they're built different down there, man. He's he going to talk trash. He's going to let him know. You're going to probably say you, you was afraid of me or something crazy. The you ain't nothing. You, you're a running back. That I mean, <laughs> that's,
3: yeah, that's so good. I need him to – here's what I want on Sunday. I want a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson tackle and, you know, he knocks the ball. He causes a fumble on Debo gets up, and then flips it back to him the way he did Baker yeah. last week.
2: He, he's a guy that really loves what he does for a living. I mean, and I think, you know, when you talk about compare and contrast to what we have on the team right now, as it's presently constructed, like it didn't feel like that. I'm not going to sit out there and say that I, the guys don't love the game that much. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. But the way that you played, it didn't feel like you loved the game that much.
3: Yeah, he brought an edge. I mean, he he brought an edge to the Eagles' defense last year. He's brought an edge to the Lions' defense. He's a good player. Uh, the Eagles missed Chauncey Gardner Johnson. No question in my mind. All nine four nine four. All right, back to all your phone calls here. We'll end the show with a uh, a same game parlay for the two games over at Fanduel. Hit that coming up in a little bit ken in cinnamonson what's up ken
4: good afternoon gentlemen how are you today what's going on hey ken, ken. Uh, it, it just amazes me the fascination that we have in this city with press conferences you know i i, I did some research uh, I've, I've referenced every possible reference source that there is and i cannot find one single example of a game being won or lost in a press conference so we can probably all calm down a little bit and as to Nick Sirianni's answer to that question, you guys should know this better than anybody because you spend three hours a day, four hours a day on, on the radio talking to people. Sometimes it's really hard to answer a really stupid question. And of all the stupid questions that were asked in that press conference, that was the stupidest. Asking the head coach, what's your role? I mean, it's just dumb. But can, can, can I, I disagree for this it. reason. You got it. People
3: are wondering that. like He's not going to be in charge of the offense or at least have a very heavy hand. right? He, he said it himself that someone else is going to come in here. It's their offense. They're going to call the plays, work with the quarterback. So I think that's a, it's a fair question because people listening are wondering, what's Nick going to do now?
4: Well, why are you wondering that? I, I mean, do, do we, are we going to hold daily classes on what the head coach of a football team does? can,
2: can, can I ask I you mean, a question real quick, and I'm going to yeah. let you have it right back. What, what happened sure. with this football team last year? in your opinion.
4: Well, a couple things happened. First of all, I think the veterans lost the locker room.
2: How how did so that either, happen though?
4: Well, the young guys tuned him out. Uh, you know, it's it's we hear Fletcher Cox talking about how he took last year, how he took Jordan Davis under his wing and he's going to show him how to be a pro. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that that Jordan Davis is getting fined every week for being a fat slob. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at, at what point did <laughs> At what point does Fletcher just kind of throw up his hands and say, "I give up, I'm out of here soon
2: anyway"? Okay, so so with with all of that, the information you just gave, whose job is do you think is to keep uh, those guys in line? Well, Hugh, you were I I, I can't listen. I, I keep it. I try to keep these conversations simple, dog. I ask a simple question: whose job do you feel it is to keep those guys in line?
4: I, well, first of all, they have to keep them, they have to keep themselves in line if they're going to be professionals. Ken, Ken. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me, veterans, let me tra- let me throw let me ask. The veterans you. have the locker room. The I, veterans have the locker room. Ken, right, let, let, and, and let, me let me turn you, this not, around. I
3: just wait, I, wait, I need wait, I need so this. It, hold on, Ken. I need this answer. I love I love <laughs> it when we, they go like this. Because we, because we just we, I, I'm going to ask you because you are a Sirianni fan, Ken. What do you think? He should and now will do because you're 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 dismissing the locker room stuff. The veterans got to do that. All right, that's off Sirianni. Offense is off Sirianni. Defense is off Sirianni. What do you want the head coach to do?
4: I I want a John Harbaugh style head coach who who by the way has has cycled through coordinators in 16 years, like you know Grant through Richmond. I mean it, these these guys constantly change coordinators as they move on or move up. I want the CEO, of the football team, on the sidelines. Okay, and and Ken, ultimately, because you're going
2: a little long, Ken, and you kind of, you know, it's just going. So, so what if you were to describe Coach Harbaugh? How would you describe him?
4: Well, Co- Coach Harbaugh is part of the overall game plan in terms of. I didn't ask you, like,
2: like as a as a coach, like is, would you say he's a leader I of think men? He's a leader. He's yeah, a leader of he's men. leader. I think he's a tremendous leader. Yeah. Okay, do you do you do you look at Coach Sirianni as that leader leader type guy with the way that he answered that question the other day?
1: Because the, the, like
2: the bottom line is, he was asked, what does he do? No, he was asked, what was his role? Okay, okay. is he, that, what's he, the difference? What's the difference? What is your role? What do you do? What's well, the difference? It's a different question, to you. A different how question. Explain to me how that's different. What is your role and what do you do? What is
4: well, your, I, okay, I, what is, I, I, what, I what, what is you. your
2: purpose? What is your purpose? Like, is it, this a better way to ask it? What, was, what is your purpose, coach, as the head coach of this football team? He's the head coach of the football team. Now, if you want to ask him, define what
4: the head coach of the football team does, that's a different question. He didn't ask him what you do. He asked him what's your role. That's like asking – it's the difference between asking you what's your role at WIP
2: and what okay, you do so at Okay, WIP. so so what I do at WIP, I can tell you that easily because that's the question I can't answer, and I don't need no time to answer that Joe. Joe. I, I give informed analysis from my perspective and I try to be as entertaining as I possibly can. Now, let me answer this question because you, you did not answer the question that I asked you previously. So whose job is it to keep those guys in line in the locker room?
3: I thought I did answer the question. Oh, well, he, I, he said the it. veterans. He said the veterans. No, but that's the not the right – that's
2: not – so what's the, what's the coach's – Each grown man. Okay, okay, so what is the coach's – what's the coach's job then? If, if the – it's the veteran's job to keep the veterans in line. What is, what is the coach here for? The coach, the coach is there
4: to ensure that the install is done right, ensure the practices are done right, ensure the players are doing what they're supposed to be doing. <coughs> Excuse me. The coach is there to make decisions in-game, like, you know, we're going to go for it on mm-hmm. fourth down. We're not going to go for so on he, he's not, he's like, not, it on fourth down. So he looks.
2: doesn't have to set the culture.
3: But, Ken, why, the, the reason why we're ha- we'd have fun with it for two is I, I agree with you on this last
2: part. Why didn't he say that? He said his job is to reshuffle it's not, the core values. It's not, it's not a stupid question, Joe. And, Ken, no disrespect to you, but you refuse to answer a simple question that I'm asking you. Just like I, Dick thought Cary, I did. You didn't, Ken. Because, you know, like, listen, this is the thing that I think that I know about you, Ken. You're a smart man. And I asked you a question, and you danced around it as much as you possibly could, Ken. The bottom line is this. The coach's job is to be a leader of men. Now, if you want to use Coach Harbaugh as an example, it's like, say for Ken, I made you, you're a football player and, and, and you're, you're a good football player, who do you think you, who you're going to want to battle with? Is it going to be Coach Harbaugh or Coach Siriati? based on what you hear them say in their press conferences? Who are you, who are you, who are you rolling I, with? If I was, Between if I the I was two. a
4: professional football player, I don't know that I would be listening to the coach's press conference. That's kind like, of my see, point.
2: Can, you know what? But, okay, Ken, hey, we with, appreciate uh, it. I, good call. I was a professional football player. So let me help you out with this since you refuse to answer the question. Yes, it does matter. The messaging, the messaging does matter. Who's giving the message matters. That All of that stuff that you want to diminish and say that's not a big deal, it is a big deal because, number one, Ken, the coach sets the culture. The fact that we're sitting here and we're talking about Jordan Davis being fat, like talking about he was overweight. I, Jordan Davis is a grown man, no question about that. But it's his coach that's supposed to be on his ass to make sure that he's not supposed to be fat. I gave a story a few weeks ago, Joe, I talked about when I came back for my, my rookie year, I was fat as hell when I went to New York. I had to stay because I was fat, because I didn't follow protocol. That Even though I'm a grown man, I'm in the league, I still needed guidance. Like, regardless to what people want to say about professional athletes and all this other stuff, coach's job, he, his job is very important because he has to push you to your limits. That's what a coach does. So I think – so, Well, a good one anyway.
3: And look – you, you have it from a different perspective than all of us, than most of us at least. I, there's two things I think of when I think of the CEO type that Sirianni now is either being forced to be or wants to be. Whatever. You, you guys choose. I also think we're just moving the goalposts on Sirianni to make ourselves feel better. I mean, holy moly. This guy was hired as an <laughs> said, offensive mind. Not holy moly. No, I holy molyed him. This guy was hired as a play caller and an offensive <laughs> mind. Three years later, we're just moving the goalposts to make ourselves feel better about what he's and been like, reduced
2: to. And I like Coach Sirianni. I do, and I think that this is not the defining moment for Coach Sirianni. But he has to bounce back next year.
3: But I think of two things if you're going to be that kind of coach. And, and people keep pointing out there's three very successful ones. If you want to use Belichick, the four very successful ones, right? Tomlin. Harbaugh, Belichick, and to a very lesser degree, but he might have a ring in two weeks. Campbell, right? Yeah. These are these are all examples of this kind of coach, but they all do something super well. Like Bill Belichick had the smartest team because he was the smartest coach. They were more prepared. I, I watch least amount of mistakes. Least though. Mistakes. John Harbaugh might know the rule book better than anyone in the NFL. I mean, yeah, he, he really that, does. That team is always Son one of step a coach. ahead. I go back to this because if Sirianni's going to be this one step ahead CEO smart guy. The Arizona game. Remember how surprised the Eagles were and Sirianni that they was at the onside kick oh, they, with 5 was like, minutes yeah. to go.
2: Not knowing like they the, like they're playing to win, you didn't know they were playing to win you at the time.
3: I re- I believe the next time we talked to Howard, he had mentioned to us the last time the time before they played the Cardinals the year before and I think it was the same special teams coach. They had done an onside kick against them in the game. Like this is the kind of stuff you gotta be on top of. He told us after the game he was he was shocked at the onside kick. He didn't see it coming. Now they now they recovered it, and obviously then they went to had Devonte block and get hurt on a dumb screen. But the point is, if he's gonna be this coach, they, he better have them buttoned up and prepared and smart. That's his role now. So don't you don't sit there and tell me it's okay to answer with I'm gonna reshuffle the core values.
2: No, and and that's not, not an answer. You have to be – the team that makes the least amount of mistakes has a better chance of winning. And when you look at this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, made a lot of mistakes, made egregious mistakes that we, we made week in and week out.
3: That's on the head coach. My role is to have the team prepared. My role is to make sure everyone is where they need to be. And he didn't do that. He like, didn't do that. Like, how many times this year did they have the wrong guy run on the field? Or, like, they had that happen. They had issues throughout training camp with that kind of stuff. Elliot told us in the summer they were sloppy. This, this stuff didn't change all year. So that's now his role. That's not a, it's not a hard question to answer. This isn't rocket science. What do you do
2: here? We try to make it out to be, though. We really do. And we need to stop doing that, man. And, 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 and like, I look at it like this. If you're a real Eagles fan, man, hold everybody accountable. Don't make concessions for people because you like them or you, you think they're a cool guy. Sometimes the hardest conversation to have are the real ones.
3: And I do, I do understand Ken's point, and I think I've probably brought this up before, that, that press conferences sometimes, you know, we take them and, and it becomes a big thing, right? No,
2: we, we laughed and joked about it, but that was pretty bad. But was
3: It was, hard. but you know what? This isn't the first time this has happened. People still bring up Andy Reid's press conferences more than his victories here. Gabe Kapler wasn't liked not because he went 500 with crappy baseball teams, because of the way he talked. The next morning after every Phillies game was about what Gabe Kapler said more than what Gabe Kapler did.
2: It sucked.
3: Right. This isn't the first time a press conference has mattered to people.
2: This press is, conferences matter, Joe. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do.
3: That's exactly right. He should have rolled that one back out.
5: The, the, like, the, so, the idea of him being a CEO coach is ultimately fine if that's what he was billed to us to be. This isn't when we hired him. It wasn't like, oh, this is this guy's just runs a tight ship. Like everything that Jeffrey Lurie told us was that he had a brilliant football IQ. Uh, Schematically, what he does to defenses now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know, he's a great leader of men. That's not what we were sold. He is deteriorated as the head coach of the team and what his role is. So it's a great question. Yeah, the opposite
3: is Campbell. Campbell was hired to be a leader, right, to, to, to help them. <laughs> and they knew that. They knew how bad that team was, and he had to be the one to convince everyone, like, hey, just listen to me, follow me, and I'll, I'll lead you the right way. And he's done it so far. That's why people like him right now. He's popular right now because he's, he's doing what they hired him to do. We have – we're just moving the goalposts. And then, I'm not saying this can't work at all. Maybe it will. It can't. It can't. But I think the it, goalposts it has have been
2: moved. But you, you have to realize that, that coaches' jobs – are to motivate grown men and make them believe in one common cause. Same thing as a general, anybody else, somebody that is sitting up there, a politician, perfect example, somebody that's sitting up there selling you hopes and dreams that you're willing to go out and and go beyond yourself to try to make happen. That's what a coach's job is. That's what Andy Reid does. That's what coach Harbaugh does. That's what all these coaches do. And right now, if you were to ask, Me does Coach Sirianni <laughs> exude confidence? He really, really does. <laughs>
3: no, of course he does not.
2: Unless I, I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing because my my phone.
3: Yeah, unless yeah. of course I'm it's just, about if, if you're into the core values, then your confidence is strong today because he's reshuffling <laughs> those things. Do then they've been reshuffled since the press conference, or is that a weekend thing? We we'll do it start on Monday. When <laughs> when is the first reshuffling of the core values? That's what I need to know. After the first law. Oh no, I can't he's wait. Like, oh, that law. No, long. no, no, no this, this didn't work. I want five times reshuffling during the offseason. season. Now, let's grab T in
6: college. What's up, T? Oh man, Ken, I'm disappointed in you, Ken. That was terrible. That remind me of when I put boots to asses to Hugh a couple of weeks ago. That was uh... <laughs> that was good when that happened, by the way.
2: Oh no, no, don't don't be co-signing with no, him. No, John. no, T had, T
3: had you. had on the ropes. Uh, he did.
6: You, know, you had it. You had Ken on the ropes. I was over here eating my popcorn, screaming. I was like, yeah, get him, Hugh. Oh
2: really? man, was, like so now you're San Fran.
6: Nah, Ken Ken's a smart dude. I like his calls, man. But that was that was bad. I, I, look, I, and
3: I do agree with you. Ken is a smart dude. I love his calls. I just you know sometimes we're on the opposite side of things. That's okay.
6: Nah, that nah, is okay. He'll bounce back. It's not more than that. But but Ken, let me ask you this: You want him to be the CEO type, and I think that's actually an impossibility right now. Uh, and I got something for uh, you and you and Joe at the end of this. Uh, because I don't think in that scenario, the system, the formula, and the personnel could be set up to do that. Because right now, we're not like uh, the Shanahan uh, 49ers. We're not like Baltimore and the Ravens. We're not like the um, – help me out, gentlemen. Um,
2: you mean the team that's playing in the playoffs? City. All oh, right, Kansas Of City. course, yeah. No, 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 no. Not just in the playoffs,
6: but the way they structure their staffing mm. to be in a system that when they move, remove a, a person, another person comes up and can create the system in the same manner. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no hiccup, and we're not at that point yet right now. Why? Because we have a, a talent deficiency, an eye for talent. Like we can't find staffing. What did Joe Joe, Joe Decamera say today that we're going to have seven coordinators in a 13 month span possibly? That's that's unheard of. It is. That's, it's it's, that's, very, that's, rare. That's it's very rare. It's very
3: rare. It's and it's it's so. I mean, think about Hertz, right? For him. He's got to now do a third offense potentially in three years or at least a third play caller in three years. That's a lot.
6: That's a lot. That's a lot. Even for Jimmy G 2.0 Purdy, who I also don't believe in, Kyle. <laughs> I'll, I'll co-sign that with you. But, but, but to get back to this, now this is something I want to leave you with if you don't mind. Um, in regards to what you guys dropped the ball on, no offense, I love you both, but you dropped the ball with Patrick Willis. Oh, wow. I wanted you to ask him about – Fix accountability, because that's something that we continue to have a problem with in the Sirianni era right now. Accountability of coaches and what they do with their players in a formulaic manner to see how we can fix this, this whole mantra of this team. So I wonder, what does Vic do in this era of what he is as a coach now to keep players accountable? Because when you think about this Sirianni-led defense, he basically told us whoever's over there next, is going to have a handle, and he's going to turn his back and, and, and you know check in every now. and then. Yeah, it's like the, he's the
3: head that, coach. He's the Vic's I the think, head coach of the defense. It's he. We appreciate
2: it. I think that's what basically they did because that's kind of like like when I think about it, that's how I felt with Jim. Jim kind of just you know ran the defense. And head Andy, coach. Of yeah, defense. yeah, yeah, he was the head coach of defense. That I think I hear what you're saying, but I think I think that Patrick answered that question when he talked about his coaching style and believing in him. The the biggest thing in all of this, and, and I've been trying to relay it is that you have to believe in the message. And this team was so bad last year defensively that, hell, I, I, would, I would think that anybody with any kind of, kind of name recognition would be better than what you had.
3: That's why you know, we, we played some of this stuff coming out of Miami. You asked Patrick about it, and he, uh, he didn't know all of it, but he knows Vic, right? And that's why I go to this with Vic Fangio or, or anyone that has that kind of track record. The track record speaks for itself. I, I think that – and that's part of maybe why Sean Desai didn't have their respect at first. He didn't have a track record. Mm-hmm. You know, not that Sean's a bad coach, and maybe he'll bounce back somewhere. But, like, what's Sean Desai's track record? He, if, if they're wondering, does this guy know what he's talking about? He's, he's not done anything in the NFL. Th- this – Vic Fangio has. I mean, Vic Fangio is 40 years under his belt of, of good defense. That should go a decent way. All right, let's get to a same-game parlay <laughs> for championship weekend in the NFL. All right, let's put this together. We'll make our picks here. We'll put some uh, we'll put some picks together and make a same game parlay over at Fan Duel Sportsbook. All right, Hugh, what are you thinking here? You want a, a
2: touchdown from somebody? We got two games. J- Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I'm going with the running back, man. All
3: right, let's put a Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown yeah, in I here. I like that. I like that. I like
5: that. Kyle, what are you thinking? So I came to a uh, a, a conclusion not too long ago. It was actually after the Chiefs and Bills game. Mm-hmm that I counted out the Patrick Mahomes and Andy freaking Reed like way too early. And that, we was, all that was stupid of me and stupid of all of us. It's the greatest head coach in football right now and probably potentially the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, I think they're going to go in there and beat Baltimore. And I don't Woo. think anybody should be betting against the Kansas City Chiefs. If you see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed at plus money in the AFC championship game. That, that speaks to you. You pound that in a heartbeat. So I'm going Chiefs money line.
3: All right, Chiefs money line. We get a Jameer Gibbs touchdown. All right, I'll put two more in here. Let's go with an over in the game. I think over San Francisco and and the Lions. I think there's a lot of points. I don't think either – we know the Lions' defense isn't very good. They're just kind of opportunistic. I don't think that Niners' defense is great. They have a lot of names. They've been leaking oil a little bit. Yeah, and I think the Lions can run on them and throw on them if Goff has time. I think that game goes over 51.5 points. That feels to me like a 30-27 kind of game. I think the game is close Mm. and very high scoring. Let's go over 51.5. So, we have Gibbs touchdown. You have Chiefs money line, Kyle. You put that in. That's it? Of course, it. yes. All right. One more.
5: Uh-oh. Hmm.
3: Do we want a Kelsey touchdown, or we want to go with the Gi- – I'll go with that. You like I, that? Because
2: like, I, I say that, yeah, I'll go with that, because he's been on a little bit of a bounce back. Cause remember a couple of weeks ago they said they had wooden hands. Mm. So, he's, a little, he's been on a little bit of a bounce well,
3: back. He knows how to play in big games, 16 playoff touchdowns. All right, Kelsey touchdown, Chiefs money line, Gibbs touchdown – over 51 and a half. There is our same game parlay for championship weekend. So, Hugh's going with both the road teams. I'm going to go Baltimore in the AFC, and I think San Francisco close. But on, I so would... Wait,
5: excuse me. I, I just told you that. No, I know. I'm just giving you, giving you my pick. Oh, okay. Pick. Right. Well, I just told you who was going to win. I know. I know. That's the, that's the whole problem. Now, I'm
3: going to bet our parlay. I'm just giving you my my, my my pick. Uh, I think it's the I think it's the Ravens and Niners in the Super Bowl, but I think the Lions could keep that game very very close. So Kyle, your official game picks are, who's, yeah. who's playing in the Super Bowl two weeks? From it's going
5: to be the Kansas City Chiefs and Forty Nine ers. It's going to be a rematch. Mm.
6: Yeah.
3: That be I mean they all be. I I don't know. Is, is there one bad matchup? I don't think so. <laughs> I like them all.
5: I don't. Um, I think. I think the Ravens would kill the Lions.
3: Yeah, but they killed them already. Are the Lions is that going to happen again?
5: <laughs> I've. Yeah,
3: I don't know. If the, if the Lions could go beat the Niners at San Francisco, did they kill the Lions in Detroit? No, that game was in Baltimore, so it'd be a neutral site. I think any any matchup is good. I, yeah. I don't think there's oh, yeah. any of them. Yeah, the one what do you he, think
5: the biggest spread would be?
3: Ravens over Lions. Yeah, I, my guess would be like four and a half, five and a half. That would be that. All right, let's uh, let's grab one more. We've have uh, Route Thirty Five, Mike. What's up, Mike?
2: Mike, Joseph, how are you? Please
4: remember that press conferences matter to everyone, including you guys. The press
3: conferences matter, too. We all need to remember that. I
4: don't oh, give I a shit. I do. I, be, I, watched on, I watched it on TikTok. Is he really going to work from home on Zoom and bunny slippers? I think so. I mean, I don't know why I mean, not. what I got from it. And about Andy Reid, my opinion on Andy Reid, he's a good coach. But I think he uh, drafted the greatest football deodorant in the history of the sport.
3: And that would be Mahomes?
4: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, Let's let's remember his two Super Bowl wins. He was losing in the fourth quarter. Then here came Mahomes. And they were losing in the second half of uh, the Eagles game.
3: Yeah, they were and they came back and, and Mike, it's go- always good to hear from you. And you're right. I mean, my homes has obviously changed directory. All right, quick, Hugh, let's uh, assign you some homework.
2: Yes, and my homework is brought to you by Ameribest Home Healthcare. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia area who takes care of a loved one, you need to talk to my friends at Ameribest online, Ameribest Home Care. Dot com.
3: I want you to watch John Harbaugh and I want you to watch Dan Campbell closely
2: because those are CEO coaches. CEO coaches. How leader do they of, do it? Leader of men. I want you
3: to watch leadership this weekend. Yeah, watch it ooze at a Campbell and John Harbaugh, leaders. And, and they ain't
2: going to call no plays, but they just going to make it happen.
3: And maybe they'll both win. And then we could say, Sirianni, see, he could do the same thing. Don't worry about this whole play call nonsense. All right. That is it for us. Championship weekend on the way. Enjoy the games uh, on Sunday with the Ravens and the Chiefs and, of course, Lions at 49ers. I imagine 99% of Philadelphia will be rooting for the Lions and against the Niners? Yes. I will be. I would agree with that. Yeah, no one wants Sounds that team to so right. win. Yep. All right. Everyone have a great, great weekend. Afternoon show. Jack and Ike, they're next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Peace.